We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It is October 4th. It's 2019. And um, yeah, we're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk Monday Night Football carried over from the podcast yesterday, the football podcast. If you haven't checked that out, you can check it out. Eric Crane joined me this week. And today I'm joined by my bearded brother, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Huh, not too bad. Was a little bit better about a half hour ago. That Everett catch cost me quite a bit of money. Well, not quite a bit. No, only like a thousand bucks, but. Still, um, yeah, it was not great, but I think I barely lost money on the showdown slate, which anytime, anytime that you barely lose money throwing 60 entries in the GVP where it's very top-heavy, heavy, you're not terribly angry. Nah. Go, win or go home, usually. So when you can, you know, not lose a ton of money, it's fine. So that Everett catch, I was tied with a whole bunch of people on FanDuel for first place, so – um, I feel you on that one. Mine wasn't – it was like – I think we were – there were so many people tied. It was like 600 bucks. So, there was a lot of people tied with the $200,000 first-place prize. So, um, But, yeah, speaking of fantasy sites, fantasydraft.com, the sponsor of the podcast. Bunch of stuff going on over there on Fantasy Draft right now. They got their NHL product up, NFL, MLB, um, ton of stuff going on. So, if you haven't checked them out – the rake-free DFS site, you know, you join with the membership and you get the rake-free and you take advantage of it and you save a bunch of money. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there and check them out. Um, sign up to the Roto-Grinders links. That way you get three months of Roto-Grinders premium for Fantasy Draft um, and you'll get access to any cool promos that we run with them. So um, $500,000 Hooters 
main event this weekend. Um, I like the flat payout structure. I think that we potentially still see overlay. Maybe it fills this week. And uh, they have some MLB stuff up. And we're going to start with football, with baseball, the four-game baseball slate. Then we're going to talk uh, Monday Night Football. And then we're going to get out of here for the weekend. So let's get started here with the baseball slate. We start with Tampa at Houston. Seven and a half total. It's Tyler Glass now against Justin Verlander. Verlander is a 210 favorite here. We get into the playoffs. We know what we're getting here. We're getting high end bull or high end pitching arms in just about every game. What are we doing here with Tyler Glass now? I mean, it's a little bit tough with Glass now. Uh, it's the playoffs. He's a guy that hasn't been going late into games recently. Um, and while his playoffs, he may get a little bit of a longer leash. I don't think we're going to get enough pitches out of him. Yes, potentially he could go. He went 66 in his last start. He could go to 80, but it's not like Tampa Bay has a bad bullpen. Um, 8-6, like it's not the worst idea in the world, but he's one of the lowest options, quite possibly the lowest option outside of maybe Barrios on this entire slate for me. See, I, I, I kind of wanted a bigger discount on Glass now. We don't know how many pitches he's going to throw. Like, I'm not super confident of him going six innings in this game. I do like the talent of Tyler Glass now. I think he's very talented. I wanted more of a discount against Houston, but I don't think he's the worst tournament play, depending on, like, the type of roster you're going to build here. Um, no no bad is safe, I think, is the easiest way to put it. Like, you know, I, I don't stack as much in the playoffs as I do during the regular season. So, um, I, I think Tyler Glass now is worth a look. And then Verlander on the other side of this game, I think he's your SP1. Um, I think he's the raw points play of the slate. Um, so what are your thoughts here on Verlander? Yeah, that's basically my same thought too. We know he's going to go later into games. The other guys that might go late into games are pretty much all over on the NL. So they could get pinch hit for way easier, way easier than Verlander who just gets taken out of the game whenever. Um, so Verlander, we know that he's going to go probably 100 – 100-plus pitches, maybe, depending on how he's pitching. Tampa Bay is not the toughest matchup on the board. We know that Verlander has some reverse splits when it comes to strikeouts, and we're likely to see three to four to five lefties in the lineup here. Verlander's the top play on the entire slate for both floor and ceiling. Yep, uh, couldn't have said it more. You know, you look at this team, and Tampa's coming off of a big win against Oakland in that wild card game. What a start to the to the playoffs for them. Yandy Diaz hits a first first um at bat home run and like gets them started, but um I don't know. I, I still don't I don't know if I agree with throwing Sean Manaya there, but who knows. Um Tampa Bats, it's 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 a four game slate. It's the playoffs. I'm not ruling anybody out, but what are we looking at here for Tampa? I'd look for the power bats. It's probably Lau. Um, and Meadows, but, like, the high K rate is tough. Meadows is probably my favorite bat on the Rays here, but it'd really just be him, Lau, maybe Choi if you really want to because you got to get some cheap bats, and there's some of the cheapest on the slate. We know that Verlander is going to probably give up a home run, maybe two here. Uh, so it's the power bats, and those are the three guys with the most power outside of maybe Pham, I guess, is in play, but not really someone I'm a huge fan of. Helps that he's a big ground ball guy and Verlander's a huge fly ball guy. But those those are really the only three, four bats that I have some interest in. Fam always benefits from ground ball or fly ball hit pitchers too. But um I like the the Brendan Lau call. You know, he's a guy that's hit fastballs really well. 
all season long. So he's a guy that really has some solid upside at what should be potential lower ownership. I don't think anybody's going to be like ridiculously low owned, but um, and then I don't mind Meadows or Choi. The Houston side of things, like you're going to get Glass now here. You're going to get probably like Yarbrough or somebody um, in relief. Like the bullpen's good for Tampa. You know, Glass now is good. But when we're looking at this, when we're looking at the the four teams or the eight teams that are left in in the MLB playoffs, like you have to think Houston has one of the best up top to bottom lineups in in baseball. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty much between them and maybe the Yankees, both of them having to be on the slate. But I give a slight edge to Houston here. I think it's the <laughs> best lineup in baseball. I don't mind anyone. The problem is their prices. Uh, Brantley is probably my favorite just because of his price tag. His low strikeout rate going up against Glass now. Uh, don't mind Alvarez is a little bit of off-board play. Then Bregman, Altuve, Springer, Correa, Yuli, Chirinos, all those guys are in play. They're always in play, and like, but my favorite two bats are Alvarez and Brantley. Yeah, I love the Alvarez call. Like, I'm searching for home runs. Bregman and Alvarez, yeah, they're expensive, but like, I'm searching for home runs here. Those are the guys that I want to play. I don't ever hate playing like a Springer. You know, Springer probably gets up here and first at bat and hits a home run because that's what he does. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't mind these Houston bats whatsoever. St. Louis at Atlanta, Jack Flaherty and Michael Fulton-Nevich. Um, Grant, I think this is going to be a game that we see a lot of people go, gravitate to in general just for hitting. Um, when we look at the eight pitchers that we have on the slate, like these are the bottom two probably in my opinion. Um, you know, what are we doing here with Jack Flaherty? I like him. I like him quite a bit. I don't think he's going to draw a lot of ownership. He's been on a bit of a tear recently. I mean – just look at what he's done, 30, 36, 29, 23, 37, 36. Like you say that these are the two worst pitchers. Flaherty has not been pitching like it. We know that he's quite a bit worse to lefties than he is to righties, at least in terms of strikeouts. Not that significant in terms of what he's actually allowed here. I love Flaherty on this slate. I think a lot of people are going to go down to Fulte, go down to Paxton. Um, but Flaherty, I think – is the guy that I want if I'm not paying up for Volt Verlander or if I'm just going mid-tier with both and we're trying to pay up for bats. I really, really like Flaherty. I think there's a decent shot where he ends up the highest pitcher or highest uh, points pitcher on the entire slate. No, it's not an easy matchup, but he can shut down pretty much anyone. So, yeah, Flaherty, I think, is might be my highest-owned guy just because of the way that pricing is working out. Okay, I did say that they're the two bottom guys. It's just more of like, look at who's on the slate. Maybe you could throw like Barrios down there too. But like, I, I'm just, I didn't mean to like throw hate towards Flaherty. He has been pitching great. Um, <laughs> just wanted, I, I, just I wasn't clarify. saying that. It's, yeah, yeah, it's the playoffs. It's game one or game two for all these teams. They all have great aces. That's why they're in the playoffs. But yeah, Flaherty, when you look at the overall numbers, outside of Fulte and possibly Berrios, he does have technically the worst numbers. Um, I, I like the Flaherty tournament call. Um, I'm still going to like – I'm still going to talk about some of the Atlanta bats. So, like, teams that I don't have pitchers, I'll probably play bats against those pitchers just in general. Um, I like Fulte here. He's a guy that is very boom, boom, bust type. Um, 
you know, he has the upside to go out here and have a big game. He's 6,200. You can play him and Verlander together and get plenty of bats. But I think a lot of people will end up doing that. I like Fulte here. Um, I'm, I'm, we're going to talk about some St. Louis bats too, but I think Fulte is very much in play. Yeah. I don't mind that at all, but my problem is he's going to be fairly high owned, I would guess. Um, his price tag is cheap, obviously the cheapest on the slate. And my main concern is Paxton. I don't know how late he's going to go into the game. Um, so I'm going to have trouble deciding between the two. I think I lean slightly towards Paxton because I think more people might be on Flaherty or not Flaherty on Fulty. Um, and I'm probably going to stack against him. Um, yeah, I think stacking against him is very interesting here. I, I think one of the two pitchers from this game, Flaherty or Fulty, end up popular. It's really tough to kind of judge which one. But um, as far as the bats go here for St. Louis, um, you know, it's the normal suspects. It, it's Goldie. It's Ozuna. Um, it will be interesting to see if Edmund or, or Carpenter starts in this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, they're all so cheap. I don't mind it. And again, with expecting Fulte to be popular, um, Cardinals are probably my favorite stack on the entire slate. Um, only eight teams, but like you can fit them in with Verlander. You can fit them in with high-priced pitching. I really like Fowl, or I really like Fowler. I really like Goldie. I really like Azuna. Molina's great for the price tag, and even throwing in Dijon down there. Not the worst idea in the world. Fulte gives up a lot of hard contact and takes them out. Fly balls, so I I like all those guys. I, I'm a really big fan of the St. Louis stack. I love Colton Wong too. Like yeah. he, he's a guy like especially if he ends up batting like up towards the top of the order. Um, I like Colton Wong a lot, you know. So I think he's another guy you could potentially look at here. As far as Atlanta goes, Freddie Freeman I think is in a great spot here. I know Flaherty um, has been pitching well lately, but. When we look at his numbers this season against lefties, that's where he gives up a ton of hard contact. So a guy like Freeman, who is just very underrated in general, I think Freeman is one of the best plays on the entire slate. Yeah, for me, it's Freeman, it's Albies, and it's Joyce. Um, I don't hate Acuna, but it's just – He owes little... us after yesterday. Yeah, and it's, a little, it's a little tough to pay a 5.2K price tag on a four-game slate with all high-priced pitchers, so – it's always it's Freeman, it's Joyce. That's really it for me. I think you could throw Brian, Brian McCann in there as well. Like, there's not a ton of catchers on this slate that like you you have to play. Like Gary Gary Sanchez is the guy we'll talk about in the next game, um, upside wise. So, uh, Minnesota at New York. It's eight and a half total. It's Barrios against Paxton. Paxton is a 185 favorite here. Um, I'm not too concerned about Paxton going deep in this game. He left the last game with a what was it, a glute injury. Um, a tight butt. butt. A tight butt. So, I, I think we see normal pitches here. You know, he was throwing 80 to 100 pitches in most of his starts leading up to that tight butt um, issue. So, um, what are your thoughts here on Berrios? I don't hate him. I mean, the price tag's not bad. People immediately go for the 6K guys because they're slightly cheaper. But Berrios is a guy that is going to go very low owned here. I don't need a huge game out of him. Again, there's eight pitchers some of them may go off for big games, but realistically, like, you know guys are going to go off and, like, people are not going to be able to pay for bats. So, by playing Barrios, you're going to have a slightly different build here. You can still go for 25 to 30. That might be enough for you. 7.7K, I like Barrios. 
Yeah, and if you think about the Yankees too, like they're a bunch of free swingers. They're a bunch of power bats. But like Barrios' curveball could be really dangerous in this spot. Um, so I don't hate Barrios. We're going to talk about the Yankees' bats. Paxton, you know, we, we kind of already talked about it. I do think he'll we'll see normal workload from him. I think I'm going to stay away from Paxton. I actually like the Twins' bats a lot in this game. Um, um, I think I'd rather go – yeah, I think I'd still rather go uh, Paxton than Fulte. I mean, it's just tough. Like, tough trying to figure out who's going to stay in the game longer because Fulte obviously has pinch hit risk, but the Atlanta bullpen's not very good. But anything can happen in a certain situation where the bases are loaded and Fulte comes up to bat, even if he's only at 80 pitches, he'd potentially be out of the game. So there's almost as much risk of not going late as Paxton with just the good bullpen. I'm playing some Paxton, but I don't mind Minnesota for tournaments. I mean, we got Garver, we got Cruz, we got Sano. All of them crush lefties, even Crone and Scope. All of these guys crush lefties here. And, yeah, like I like all those bats. The prices are a little bit tough to pay for, but if you go with faulty Flaherty, then you could potentially get these bats into your lineup here. I like the righties, um, but I do like Paxton. Um, yeah, the bats here for Minnesota. How contrarian will it be to pay up for Garver on this slate? Like, he's one of the highest-priced hitters on the slate just in general, and, like, he's a catcher. Like, I don't think – from somebody that punts catcher a lot, I don't think he'll be very popular, and I think he has a ton of upside. Love Cruz. I think Sano is home run or strikeout. I hope C.J. Crone cracks the lineup. I think this is a good spot for C.J. Crone. Uh, he's cheap. So, I like the power righties here, and we get plenty of those guys um, in this lineup. So, you know, I don't even hate, like, a Polanco. Um, plenty of ways to go here with Minnesota. And, you know, don't forget, this is a team that hit a ton of home runs in the regular season. They have a ton of power in this lineup. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do right there with you. There's going to be a lot of home runs in the series, I think. You know, you look at the Yankees side of things, like they're another team that can hit a bunch of home runs. So um, where do you get started and what do you like here for the Yankees? I mean, you get started with Gary at 4.2K. Um, catcher spot, too cheap. Like him, but there's really not too many bats I don't like. Stanton at 4K. Torres at 4.3K. Like, I like the cheaper guys more, but I'm not going to argue with paying up for Judge or LeMahieu. I'm not probably not going with Gardner at that price tag. Or what is his price to have? It's 4.1K. Depends on where he bats. But, yeah, like all the power bats. I mean, Barrios, like he's a decent ground ball guy and a decent uh, K-rate guy. But Torres can put the ball in the air. Sanchez can put the ball in the air. E5 can put the ball in the air. Didi can put the ball in the air. These guys can all easily hit the ball at the ballpark here. Not really any bats that I wouldn't put in my lineup for the Yankees, but I'd probably the first guy I'd go with is Sanchez followed by Torres. Yeah, it would be brave to play Stanton as much as he's striking out right now, but he is only 4K, so, like, you get a nice price tag on Stanton. So, um, when you're building lineups, don't forget about Torres. Like, if I had to pick one guy outside of Fulte to get blown up on this slate, it'd be Berrios. Like, I, I think Berrios is a very good pitcher, um, but I, I feel like he's a guy that – if he started struggling in this game, he could really get blown up too. So, um, yeah, I don't mind the Yankees whatsoever here. You know, going into the last game here on the four-game slate, we got Washington, Adelaide taking on the Dodgers, Steven Strasburg, Clayton Kershaw. Um, what's your thoughts here on Strauss? I mean, I like him. Um, not in love with him, though. 
out of all the guys on the slate, I think he has the highest likelihood of going real deep into the game outside of Verlander, just because like Nationals bullpen isn't great. Um, they will throw their best bullpen arms, which I guess could help. But yeah, like Strauss, tough matchup here. Not going to be heavily owned because of his price tag. He's probably like fourth or fifth on my list of overall pitchers to go with. So he's in play. Like everyone on this entire slate outside of maybe Glass now is in play. So it's tough picking, and I don't know if Strasburg will really make it into any of my lineups. Haven't played many pitchers against the Dodgers all season. <laughs> probably none of us. Gonna, have. <laughs> yeah, probably not going to start here. Like they absolutely waxed uh, the Nationals in Game One, six nothing. Like you know, this is just a team that's just just so good up and down. I don't love the fact that Strasburg threw th- thirty four pitches on Tuesday out of relief. Like everybody will be like, oh, it's like a normal bullpen session. You get the adrenaline going. You're warming up. You're throwing a ton of pitches in the bullpen to get ready to come into the game. Like. It's just not the perfect scenario, um, in my opinion. And, like, how many times has he really gone out and pitched an intense three innings and then come out and pitched three or two or three days later and pitched a game? So, I just I just worry about Strasburg in general. I think the Dodgers um, are very interesting here. Hopefully, they kind of go overlooked. And I just hope Strauss is off, um, you know, pitching within those couple days of each other. Clayton Kershaw on the other side of this game, like – I like Kershaw in general, but I think this is a really bad matchup for him. This is a team, Washington, we've talked about it all year, against left-handed pitching. They just don't strike out. They put the ball in play. They walk a lot, and they don't have a ton of power, but they just don't strike out against left-handed pitching. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I mean, we saw Bueller go 100 pitches today, so we could potentially see that with Kirsch. But, again, this is Dave Roberts. We never know what he's going to do in the bullpen with his bullpen and pitch hitting and every single thing. So I don't mind Kirsch, but he's probably like sixth on my list, to be honest. I don't know if I'll have a single lineup with him. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll play pitchers in this game. Like I, there's plenty of pitchers that I like. There's plenty of tournament pitchers that I like, but I just don't think I'll use either one of these pitchers um, from this game. So let's talk bats here. If we're not using pitchers in my case, anyway, you know, you have to end up on some of the bats. Is there any of these Washington bats that you like against Kershaw? Rendon, Howie, um, don't hate Soto, but, like, not really. I mean, I'm not using Kirsch because of the other options. I don't know how late he's going to go in the game, so I'd rather just take a shot with Verlander instead or go down to Flaherty because Kirsch is still going to get a decent amount of ownership. So the bats, the only two bats I'm looking at is Rendon. I really like his price tag of 4-4, and Howie at 4-1 is not the worst idea in the world. I think when you're looking at it, like, as far as bats here – Suzuki's interesting at catcher if you're not paying up. Um, Howie Kendrick is a guy that has some power upside. And then Anthony Rendon is too cheap. Um, like, third base, you know, you can play Bregman at shortstop. You know, you can play Donaldson if you want to. But third base is not, like, absolutely loaded. Um, so, I, I think that, you know, Rendon at four four 4.4K, he, he stands out a lot to me in this spot. We've been playing him against lefties for years, so – Tough matchup, it's Clayton Kershaw, but um, Anthony Rendon is probably my favorite bat from Washington. Um, I like the Dodgers a lot here against Steven Strasburg, and it's nothing against Strasburg. It's nothing in the stats division. It's just I think the Dodgers are really, really good. I don't think there's a weak spot in this lineup, and I think that you can trust Bellinger and Seager 
and Muncie to play the whole game and not really get pinch hit for. Um, so I can trust those three or four guys. Yeah, yeah, those would be the guys that I would go with. I'm not a huge fan of the Dodgers today. Belly's price tag's a little bit tough. Muncie and Seager's price tags are a little bit tough. Strauss is good. I'd rather take a shot on the Cardinals. I'd rather take a shot on some of the Houston bats. I don't know if I'll have much Dodgers exposure at all. I like them, but I'm probably not going to play much. Yeah, I get it. They're facing Steven Strasburg. Like, I'm just hoping that he's not on his game. He was on the other night when he came in to relief. Like, he pitched great in that game. So, if he pitches like that again, I'm um, I'm probably in big trouble there. So, um, I guess we could play the morning grind game. You know, let's have some fun with it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's only a few options here under 8K. Who do you like to get six or more strikeouts? Uh Probably Paxton. All right, I'll take Fulte. Um, over 8K to score under 15. That's more interesting than the other one. I mean, it's glass now. It's the obvious one. I'm going to stick. As I was going to say, I'm going to stick with my take. I'm going to say Steven Strasburg. Um, who do you got to hit a home run over 4K? Uh, I'm going Jordan. Oh, I like that one. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Anthony Rendon off of Kershaw. Um, under 4k to get two hits. Who's your, who's your cheaper bat to get two hits here? Dexter Fowler. I like that one too. Um, I don't think there's many bats we don't like on the slate or pitchers. There's nothing I hate. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody not to play something. You play what you want in playoffs. Um, I'm hoping CJ Crone cracks the lineup, and if he does, I'm going to take two hits from him. But I like the Dexter Fowler call. Him and Colton Wonger, guys that I'll probably end up playing if I don't play Fulte. Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs. I'm going with the Cardinals. I like that one. I like that one. As much as I like Fulte, I still like that one. Um, I'm going to take the Yankees. I said it. I, I think Barrios outside of Fulte, um, probably most likely to get blown up here. So I'm going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Yankees. Um, all right. That breaks down the four game baseball slates. Uh, let's shift gears here. Let's go talk some football. Um, Monday night football. We didn't get to this on the main slate breakdown yesterday's podcast. Like I said at the beginning, it's the Cleveland Browns. It's the San Francisco 49ers, the undefeated 49ers. 46.5 total here. San Francisco is favored by 3.5 in this game. Now, we're talking about this game more as a showdown. It's not on any main slates on any of the sites, so it's more of a showdown. We don't have showdown pricing, but we can still kind of go over this game in general and talk about what we like. Um, what, are you, what are you liking here for Cleveland? I mean, Baker, Chubb, OBJ. Chubb's my favorite of any of them. We don't have pricing yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if Chubb's the top overall scoring guy. I know that San Fran's been very good versus the run, but uh, Chubb's still a guy that can break off huge runs at any given time here. What we need to look out for is, like, is Landry going to play? I don't think so. So we have to kind of figure out who's going to end up taking his spot. And, I mean, Higgins might not play either. So it could be, what, Ratley and um, Callaway? Like, you kind of have to um, – Yeah, Callaway, Callaway yeah, makes his return. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, 
it all depends on who's out for the Browns wide receivers. I think no matter what, I really like Chubb and I really like Ricky Seals Jones. Um, Baker likes to throw his tight end. He's going to be cheap. He's got upside. They can use him in the red zone. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just got to fit whatever wide receivers are playing. Callaway's in there, which I'm assuming he will be. Other guys are out. Callaway's a great play. Um, but it's Chubb and, Chubb and Ricky Seals Jones that are my two favorites. Yeah, Landry gets an um, he gets an extra day this week because they play on Monday night. But he didn't practice Thursday. He's not looking good to play. Higgins did practice on Thursday, so that's a positive sign for him. But I think Higgins and Ratley both go behind um, Callaway here. So I think Callaway is going to see a good increase in snaps. But I I worry about this team in general here. Their offensive line has not been playing great, and this San Francisco pass rush has been great this season. So. It's going to be a clash here. I love Chubb. You know, just volume alone, he's going to get the carries. And in tough games, he's going to get the targets. So, I think Chubb is certainly somebody you're considering here for a captain spot. Um, And then, you know, outside of that, like, I don't love Baker here. But I I think that he's in play. Um, OBJ, I think, is always in play. Um, You know, he's always a guy that – it has just double touchdown upside and that's what you're looking for on these showdown slates. So not the greatest matchup in the world. Um, they did have an injury. I forget who it was, um, but they did have an injury in the secondary, but um, I think OBJ, I think OBJ can beat um, old man um, Richard Sherman. Don't you? <laughs> um, yeah. Remember when there was like Sherman Island and we wouldn't play anybody against him? Yeah. yeah well, I mean, remember when it was, Sherman only on the right side. So you could play anyone against them because they might line up on the other side. Yep. Um, so going here to the other side, like the San Francisco side, they lead the league in, in fantasy points scored by running backs, which is so odd because they, they have like a 15 running backs on the roster. Um, all joking aside, like Coleman – he is back to limited practice. So like it could add even more of a wrench into the running back situation here, depending on price. Like they're all technically in play if, if they're priced right. Right. Like we don't have the showdown pricing, but like if Wilson's really cheap and like he's going to get carries and Coleman's out again, like I'll play, I'll play Wilson if he's cheap. Yeah. I mean, you wait on pricing and if they're all cheap, then you play all of them. Uh, You mix and match them. They don't really have a, set guy that I really want to use. Um, I mean, it would probably in all likelihood be, I don't even know, honestly. You can really go with any of them. I have to wait and see what pricing is. But, like, they're all very much in play. Any one of them can snake a touchdown and just crush the showdown slate. People are going to likely stay away from them because it is a three-headed monster. And if Coleman back, comes back, it's a four-headed monster. And it's ridiculous. Um, hopefully they'll just rule some, or put someone as inactive. But yeah, any of the running backs are in play. For the wide receivers, I mean, Debo's probably the top guy there, the guy that I want to use most. But, I mean, Kittle, Kittle's the guy from the 49ers that I really just want to play. Hasn't done great so far this season. Still doesn't have a touchdown. He's going to get some positive regression here. Really like Kittle on this slate. Outside of that, it's throwing darts on this entire San Francisco offense. 
Yeah, so here's the thing about the wide receivers. Like, the target share of the wide receivers, the highest one is, like, 16.5% to Debo. Like, great – George Kittle still has a 25% target share. Like, he's still the main guy in the passing game, in my opinion. So, with Godwin and – or Goodwin and, and Bourne and Pettis and James now, like, all these guys playing snaps, like, it's Kittle. Um Defenses and kickers are both in play in this game on the showdown slate. I think. I, I think. I think the 49ers defense is is very interesting here. Yeah, and I forgot to mention too much about Godwin. I mean, for showdown slate, he's perfect because he can go off for an 80-yard touchdown at any given time. Like the guy is going to get big targets. He's either going to end up with zero, or he could potentially end up with 20. Like, there's not really big in-between zones with him. Um, so, good one is a guy I like. But, yeah, kickers, defenses for San Francisco, both very much in play. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't think there's much else to add. Like, we're going to have to see pricing. Um, we'll revisit maybe the pricing on the Monday podcast. Um, I don't know what we're doing for the Monday podcast yet. So, we're going to do some basketball strategy talk coming up next week and stuff like that. But, didn't really get a lot of questions uh, about this slate either. So, yeah. Anything else to add on this Monday night football game? No. no. Play play some Chubb. Play some Kittle. Play some Ricky Seals-Jones. Go double tight end. Go double tight end here. Boom. Play some San Francisco defense. Like, um, All right. Any final thoughts on the, the week five slate in general? Um, any hot takes, anything like that before we get out of here? The best game stack is San Diego versus Denver. I like Philip Lindsay. I figured you'd like him too. Um, I still feel like he's underpriced on a lot of the sites. So, talked about him on the podcast yesterday. And, um, you know, one of the things that I found interesting, if you're playing over there on like DraftKings, they have some really big um, early only, those 10 game that 10 game slate, they have some really big tournaments for that. So, you can check that out. But, um, and again, one last time, one final reminder on this, because it is important. If you're playing on Fantasy Draft, if you're playing on Yahoo, do not forget about the Colts and Chiefs game on that Sunday night game being on the main slate. So, I'm sure you won't, but I just want to put it out there one last time. We're going to get out of here for the weekend. I hope everyone has an awesome weekend, enjoys their football for week five. <laughs> We're, we're, we're cruising right through the football season. Enjoy the baseball postseason. And um, he's G Nefer 07. I am Stevie TPFL. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you guys again on Monday. See you, kids.